Hey. Hey, um, did you bring a movie? Yeah, I did. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> have either of you seen any Fosse Verdon yet? Uh, I have not. Yeah, me okay. neither. I was kind of waiting until it all got done, and then I was just going to watch all of it. That's a, not a bad idea, but also... I think, I think the second yeah. episode I just, just had, aired, I think. I, don't know, I have no time. So, um, yeah, I think I'm just going to buy, because, duh. <laughs> Obviously. Yes, you yeah, are. Yeah. You are going to do that. <laughs> I'm just going to buy. Like, $20 for this, for all of the episodes, of course. I would. Everything I've read is just like Michelle Williams's. Well, and Sam Rockwell. Mm. But, like, all the praise I've seen has been for her performance. Well, it's just like, well, she's, she's wonderful. So she, she she's, she's wonderful, and that's a wonderful role. Mm-hmm. Glenn Verdon, very complex. Um, and I'm excited to talk about tonight's movie because of that. So we should introduce. We may not have a realization, but we're here for a real Listeners to another episode of Real Education, the, the musical. musical. That was my Fosse. Mm-hmm. And I, do da. Um, she did the hands. Yeah, you couldn't see the hands. You know how Fosse always goes, do da. Yep. all mouths closed, but mine. You okay? That will become clearer after the lo- okay. after tonight's um, episode. I'm going to come back to this and be like, yes, I'm a dickhead, basically. <laughs> um, I'm one of your hosts, Wendy. I'm Vinny. And I'm Mike. I'm a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way that's getting pulled out on its own. Um, <laughs> and I'm Mike. I'm a dickhead. Yeah. Yeah, we'll leave that right there. <laughs> Insert random clip right here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You get to take the penis out. <laughs> I'll sneak it in there. You can't Ow. just stick your hand up that. And I'm Mike. I'm a dickhead. Uh, so, we are continuing the Fosse Apocalypse. Fosse, Fosse, Fosse! Insert clip there. And we are continuing. Oh, it's a clip of me saying I'm a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a dickhead. Uh, we are continuing with 1973's trifecta of Jesus, Fosse, you did too many drugs. Uh, because tonight we're watching Pippin. And this is three of four of You Did Too Many Drugs, right? Um, let's Didn't see. they all happen? I mean, I know we talked about uh, it, but... Cabaret, Liza with the Z, and Pippin were all in the same year. Right. And, uh, and then pretty much after that, he, he just did Broadway for a little bit, and then there's another creative burst that he gets into. But we'll get into that later. So anyway, uh, this is t- tonight is about Pippin, which was a Broadway show, obviously starring John Rubenstein and Jill Clayburgh and Leland Palmer and um, Martha Ray. Those would have been the big names that you guys might recognize in the original. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I recognize all of those. All, all of those names. Um, well, Martha Ray, you would know. Leland Palmer, you will see in all that jazz. Okay. I mean, that name sounds familiar. She was. Um, she was a Fosse regular. Fosse okay. loved to work with her. Uh, so you'll see Leland Palmer in all that jazz, and um, John Rubenstein. You would recognize his face. L- nevishly little guy. And, uh, but here's what's fun is you're not going to see any of those people in the movie we're going to watch. All those people we talked about? Forget about them. Because they were the original Broadway cast. And what we are going to watch is a made-for-Canadian television 
Okay. Recording of the show. Okay. That was done in 1981, so about so eight years there's a theater later. somewhere in Canada that's just this and Phantom of the Paradise all day. <laughs> Apparently. I hope. That would is. be awesome. I found layers. I would ask how much rent was to live <laughs> right. there. So what do you guys know about Pippin? Ben Vereen. That's like it. There you go. You are going to see Ben Vereen. Okay, he he was in and the... And Bob Fosse, apparently. Right. <laughs> um, he originated the role of the leading player on Broadway, and he is, he is one of two people from the original Broadway cast who you will see in this and production. And we've seen him in Sweet Cherry? Is that right? Yes. Okay. In fact, that right. was the first... His first kind of big-paying gig was doing the Sweet Charity show in Vegas and the tour. Um, which is actually how he met Sammy Davis Jr. He and Sammy Davis Jr. <laughs> hit it off. He was Sammy Davis Jr.'s understudy. Right before Pippin, Ben Vereen had made now a I huge... Now I want to go watch all of the Sammy Davis Jr. <laughs> stuff from Sweet Charity again. <laughs> um, right before this, Ben Vereen had won the Tony for uh, Jesus Christ Superstar playing Judas, and his um, his agent was like, Oh, don't do Pippin. No, that's not going to be a good follow-up. Because... Did he originate Judas? Yeah. I did not know that. Pretty sure. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Okay. Pretty sure. I mean, um, granted, I didn't know who he was until we started <laughs> talking about all this. Also so that. <laughs> that's true, Wait, too. Ben, you didn't know who Ben No. Was? Oh, okay. Oh, no, absolutely not. Oh, <laughs> what? Well, sometimes, like... That, that, Come on, you know us. Yeah, but there are certain people that I feel like everybody knows, even if you're you not. Know <laughs> I know you guys, but, I'm, but I live in such a bubble of musical theater, I'm like, but everybody knows Ben Vereen. No, I do the same thing with, like, you know, actors yeah. and oh, stuff, and I talk to, like, non-people that aren't us, basically. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, this one character actor that I love from their small role in these five movies that nobody's fucking seen. And they're like, I'm like, surely everybody knows them. And then I just casually drop their name and people are like, no, no Ben Vereen is much, much I get better that. known. <laughs> no, 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 I get okay. that. But like, you forget though, you get insulated the with... is similar. Yeah, yeah, not the with, level. Uh, okay, there we go. Thank you. That was a good save. Yeah, yeah. No, I just meant where you get, you get isolated like with the things that you like so much that you forget sometimes that like... Other people don't have the same experience as you. <laughs> Not everyone obsesses about the things you obsess about with as much what? ferocity. I don't obsess about um, anything. Okay, <laughs> so I know you don't know anything about the show. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I honestly, I until we started talking about the Fosse apocalypse and all of the things, I didn't know anything about it. Um, and then I learned through you that really this is, if I remember correctly, this is one that has been like kept alive and is like always the like the go-to to perform but it's also not like Pippin, we, Pippin is done regularly yeah we definitely talked about that in the episode that came out today uh which was um the second half of pajama game we talked about how like nobody does pajama game but they still do Pippin mm -hmm. yeah and I think you even said like watch when we get to Pippin and see that versus like why people do figure out why people do that versus not mm -hmm. doing pajama game right yeah um, yeah, I'm very interested for you guys to see Pippin. So, uh, based on, like, the trajectory, like, he did Cabaret, then Liza with a Z, and then Pippin, like, what could you, what are your guesses about, like, tone or style? I'm just curious. <sighs> <laughs> Who yeah. fucking knows? 
the string, the string of, of everything we've seen so far, I mean, there's, I have no idea. Everything's getting real depressing. Uh, okay. <laughs> and kind of fucked up. Um, it is also, 1973. This, is, yeah. this seems like another, I'm guessing, just based on the fact that Ben Vereen's character's name is the lead player, this is another showbiz-related sort of thing. No. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it's great. Uh, other than that. Okay. No idea. Um, and also the fact that we've now had, what, three kind of showbizy things in a row. Mm-hmm. Four, lead, lead player, I, even, Z, I guess. Cause, mm-hmm. Lead player to me, even, I, I didn't know that until just now when you said it, but lead player seems like Shakespearean more than... Like an acting troupe? Yeah. yeah. I mean, like lead, That's yeah, more, kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Look, um, I guess we'll find out. I do want to clarify um, just some background stuff on this, just so that when you guys watch it, you know this. Uh, the way this happened was Fosse was talking, like he was at something, I don't even remember, and he ran into a dude, David Sheehan, pretty sure it was actually him, who video was just coming in, and he was like, uh, and this was years later. Uh, what show is, what's your favorite show like? What, what's your baby? And he's like, well, I mean, and he's like, the one, the one that won't die for me is Pippin because it, it just never was quite what I wanted. Well, what if we were to put it on video? And Fosse never wanted his stuff recorded because, um, I'll, I mean, the way they interpret it in the biography is he didn't want it recorded because that meant that critics years later could still find a way to criticize him. (laughs) (laughs) Those bastards. I mean, of the things we know about this man. Yeah, no, that seems spot on. That checks out. (laughs) Right? Um, But for some reason, this excited him and he said, yeah, okay. Um, It was like, it was for pay-per-view for VHS. And so um, he tapped his dance captain from the Broadway show to so he cast the show he rehearsed the show it's a live production okay he cast it and he rehearsed it they performed it for three nights in toronto um under the direction of his dance captain she actually ran the show for those three performances and they filmed it and then this other guy david sheehan edited it together for for broadcast got it Bossy hated what he did to it. Okay. Despised it. But it is the... We're going to have to have a whole conversation about this later, because I have thoughts already, but I'm making notes now. Okay. Because otherwise we're going to be here introing this for an hour. <laughs> but I just, I want to... No, 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 I appreciate I wanna that I want to reassure sure. you, you're going to see the Fosse choreography, the Fosse stage show, but it is going to be through a lens of somebody who refused to do what Fosse wanted. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. And actually yeah. deleted mm-hmm. some things. Uh-oh. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay. So I just want to I want to yeah. frame it properly. I appreciate that. Okay. So uh, we're going to go watch the 1981. Uh, uh, you, can, you can buy it on Amazon. I'm sure you can probably find it at a library. I own the disc, of course. It's 1981. It's Ben Vereen. It's William Catt. And a couple of other people you guys are going to be excited to see. We'll know them. Brunhilde Estrahazy. Oh, I'm sorry. It's not Martha Ray. Ha- Martha <laughs> it's Ray Betty Garrett. <laughs> in the original Broadway. It's Irene Ryan was the original. Okay. In, uh, in the original Broadway cast. Sorry about that. Um, Martha Ray takes, I think it's Martha Ray in the movie. Irene Ryan, 
who had the role originally, but then died. Do you know who Irene Ryan was? Nope. She was grandma from the Beverly Hillbillies. Oh, no shit. <laughs> she was in a Fosse show. Let's oh, that's amazing. Wrap your head around that. Yeah. All right, we're going to go watch Pippin now. Pippin is a musical comedy directed by Bob Fosse. It is a story of a boy's search for fulfillment. He tries art, politics, revolution, family life, war, even country living. But nothing ever seems to satisfy him. Until one day... I found it. ...at the Imperial Theater. So that was Pippin. That was Pippin. That was, yeah. That was a ride. <laughs> I don't know. We'll unpack it. I, I don't know what to say. There's a lot to unpack Yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> it's kind of all over the place. I guess I was sort of right about it being Shakespearean. <laughs> and like show busy. Show busy like yeah. There's, oh yeah. Uh, I mean it's it's essentially actor like an acting troupe putting on a play about Pit well, a musical comedy about about Pippin, who um a fictionalized version, very fictionalized version <laughs> of uh the son of uh King Charlemagne. Yep. Um because I did some reading on the actual... I was like, is this a real person? While I was uh, while watching it, and yes, he did have a hunchbacked son. Did he wear sweet fishnet tops, though? He did not. I think it was meant to be like, sort of like chainmail. Yeah, mail. I mean, it definitely yeah. was. But, but it but just <laughs> was knitted. <laughs> right. Yeah. It, which I kind of love. Which gives it no weight at all, which is kind of what I like about yeah. it. Yeah. It's very flowy. Chainmail. It's very 70s. <laughs> Although, I saw, so he puts that on, and I was immediately like, Vinny, I'm, I want to get you this. And then, like, ten minutes later, Lewis. the costume that you should have been wearing came out, <laughs> which is the guy, <laughs> like, the sexy pirate. Uh, oh. <laughs> Lewis, yes. Is it no, 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 not Lewis. One, one, of, the, one of the guys. chorus guys. Oh. That's just one whose thighs first, mesmerized you. At first, I did not think he was wearing pants, but he has, like, uh, tights on that are flesh-colored. But then he has, like, basically just... Essentially, it just looks like a dance belt. Um, boots. no a thong. No shirt. Yeah. And, uh, like, a scarf around his hair. Yeah. And he, but he also has long hair, so it's still, like, flowing over his shoulders and right. stuff, too. That's the one you really need. Sure. <laughs> his thighs were mesmerizing. Yeah, they were. I, I couldn't look away. I'm just... Well, he stood so forcefully. Yeah, one, yeah, he wasn't ever, like... Prominent, like he was always in the background, but just his thighs. Like, <laughs> yeah, all the editing just <laughs> kept his thighs in frame. Thighs, <laughs> mm, chicken. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mike, you the it got done, and you said, "I don't know what I was expecting, but it wasn't that." And I need you to clarify. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Uh, well, especially given the trajectory that we know Fosse had been on um, from the last few things we've watched, so. Uh, we did, um, obviously Pajama Game, Sweet Charity, which Sweet Charity is like a, um, 
it's not really a downer, but it is kind of a downer. Like, mm -hmm. it ends in a very bittersweet way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, then we have fucking Cabaret, which mm -hmm. is just, like, devastating. Mm -hmm. um, then we have a weird diversion with Liza with a Z. Mm -hmm. uh, which, I mean, still has moments. Like You can also track how that kind of goes in fishtails and with that into mm -hmm. this, too. But, uh, so I was expecting more of sort of that, like, oh, everything's the worst. I mean, it, granted, um, the ending of this isn't the happiest. Yeah, like, the ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the rest of it, I was just like, this isn't what I was expecting. It's really funny. Um, mm -hmm. Ben Vereen is delightful oh, in it yeah. as the lead player. Leaping lead player? All over the place. That's his character. The name, leading, right? player. Lead, leading player. Leading uh, player. He's, he's great. He's hot. Uh, <laughs> he just, I love that he just has him coming in at random points. Well said. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or they just have him like throw on a, uh, like there's one part where he puts on like a white motorcycle helmet and I think he's supposed to be a cop or something. Like, oh yeah, because yeah, it's during the, um, the orgy scenes where yeah, yeah. Had, like the cops coming, getting called on a big thing. Yeah. Just, like run, like runs a couple of laps around him. And then when he goes to the, uh, like the monastery or whatever. Oh, or, the, or he's no, trying to lead the rebellion. The, the yeah. rebellion. Yeah, yeah. The revolutionaries and are having a meeting. Like the leather uh, jacket and the glass, sunglasses. He's, he comes with power. <laughs> oh, Jesus. This guy is wonderful. Uh, so he's great. And, like, yeah, it's a lot lighter and funnier for a lot of it than I thought, even though it's, like, it ends very, very depressingly. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I don't know for sure what I... I mean, obviously, there's no way I could have expected... Well, what we got. <laughs> but bearing in mind, it's really terribly edited. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that really does affect the tone of it. Because throughout, there are, like, he'll entertain you. And while he's entertaining you, he's like, this is fucked up. So, yeah. like, the entire war scene with Glory, the choreography that he has them doing, and Pippin's reaction to it, and what is terribly edited and but they're trying to show you is that while they're doing their little Manson trio, there are people being murdered all around. Okay, is this is yeah, I was gonna was, ask that's you what about was, that. was like they superimpose yeah. it. Is that normally like happening on stage at the same time? Yes. Okay. Yes. I, I got there after about the third time that it, they yeah. they overlay it. And it's like, yeah. Okay, well clearly it's happening in it, at the same time and they're just not showing it that way. So he's like, he, it's definitely commenting, but it then, uh, on the right track that he and Ben sing in the second act, like, even that, it, there's a moment of true anguish at the end there from Pippin of just, no, this isn't what I wanted! Yeah, yeah, Um, and so it's sprinkled throughout this very deep, like, undercutting of the theatricality to this actual angst. Yeah. And existential dread <laughs> that yeah. is the heart of the show, which is your like classic Fosse theory of death is just the ultimate entertainment. Yeah, yeah. Like entertainment is perversion and ultimately the best thing you can do is have a good death. Like that's it. Hi, I'm Bob Fosse, and I have a really fucking dark view on life. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. 
Um, we'll walk through all of this in a minute, <laughs> but like, yeah, the whole finale thing, I was just like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. Also, that looks like a giant vagina he's about to walk into. Uh, and I know that's not accidental. No. Uh, <laughs> absolutely not. He's going to burst into flames when he goes into <laughs> Oh, it's, it's bananas, y'all. If you didn't watch it, go fucking find it. because It's on YouTube. Oh, okay. okay. You can yeah. find it on YouTube. Even easier, yeah. Because um, there's no way anything we explain is going to make any sense to you if you did not see this. Even though we're going to walk through the plot. Now, did you yeah. did you catch that at the end, they want him to kill himself so they, they can all have a group orgy? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, it is literally just, we need you to die so we can get off. Yeah. Yeah, good. Because... Sometimes people somehow miss that, and I'm just like, they're like, well, yeah, they want him to do it because, you know. Even through the terrible editing. Like, that's what he's supposed to do. I'm like, no, they want him to do it because it's satisfying them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like, 90% of this musical is about fucking or getting some sort of uh, pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. Gratification, Uh personal or sexual or otherwise. Most of it's fucking, but. uh, (laughs) (laughs) And it's not subtle. (laughs) Except. I love the things he does to sort of, like, there's a fucking orgy on stage, and you get to watch all of it, but it's done with dance, and so somehow it's artistic and tasteful. And I love that that's the orgy scene. Like, it starts in a way that doesn't seem subtle until the end of the number. (laughs) And they're like, oh, the rest, it was subtle until this point. Until they're literally picking him up and putting him down on one woman, (laughs) picking him up, she rolls out, another one rolls in, and they go back down again. (laughs) Yep. In case you hadn't gotten it prior to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's happening? <laughs> I don't understand. Um, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> this, uh, let's see. How can we attach it? Uh, so the first number is Magic to Do, which is Okay, so I think I recognize this number. Okay. I was going to say, that's the only one that I felt like I recognized. But, like, as soon as the music started playing, I was like, I think I know this song. It's very famous. Okay. It gets done by choirs and show choirs and a lot. Like it is. It's, I mean, it, it's a good song. Well, and and it's it is the iconic Fosse moment of these. He has like his original staging that you get to see. He's got these stage lights that are shining up, and the chorus is behind it in in black, mm-hmm. so they don't show. And they've got white gloves on, and they're putting their hands into the light, and so it's just these disembodied hands moving around while the leading player sings. That visual just blew people's fucking minds. Um, and I, I mean, it was still being talked about as this thing that had happened and how cool it was when I was in high school, you know, what, 15 years later that people would still talk about Pippin and oh and here's what he does and he does this thing and it's so cool and they, like that's how you're supposed to do it. It's a little janky on video, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> because he's overlaying fades of hands on hands yeah, on so you hands. Yeah, like tracer effects and like it's just not as crisp. Be- it's also just the li- yeah, again the, yeah, the limitations of video that like when something is it's not very sharp so you get mm-hmm. the hand on the black blurs a bunch and you can't see that it's just like a hand out there Um, and then when they move you just get yeah the the tracing effect and then again they fucking lay something on top of it and it's just it's kind of the perfect storm of like ruining that effect (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's still I mean it still looked 
having never seen it before, like it was still a really neat effect, but yeah, it was definitely yeah marred a bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so Magic To Do is the thesis for the entire evening. It sets that it's players. They are inviting you to come be entertained. This is nothing but an entertainment. <laughs> and we are, in fact, going to lay out every single thing that is going to happen. And then we're even going to use these phrases throughout the play mm-hmm. to remind you that we told you we were going to do this. Mm-hmm. Battles, barbarous and bloody, sex, sex presented pastorally, and it ties the show together really nicely. I do love when the sex presented pastorally comes back. Yeah. yeah. When Ben Marine does that line, just I was pops like, out, shit eating grin. <laughs> and a whole He's lot of great. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so you, and you meet the leading player, and they eventually bring Pippin out at the end. It's like... So, and hi, we're the company, and we're going to put on this play for you, and the name of the play is Pippin, His Life and Times. And here's Pippin, ta-da! And Pippin's been at school, and here's his graduation speech, and Pippin sings his first song, Corner of the Sky, which is his I Want song. Every leading character in a musical has an I Want song as... It's his Santa Fe. It's his <laughs> As Lynn Manuel Miranda puts it, everybody needs their I want song, and his is I want my corner of the sky. I want to belong somewhere, and I want freedom. Which, when you think about it, no wonder that poor man is confused. I both want to belong, and I want to be free, yeah. and I want to be extraordinary in everything. But every yeah, I mean, that's life. the I whole. I never want anything to repeat. I don't want my days to be the same. It's like, yeah, but. What if your days are happy? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what we find is... <laughs> yeah. Um, also, he's ripped. <laughs> I did not realize, because, like, uh, William Cat, like, you know him, like, we we had talked about him. You, you know, know him. him. <laughs> no, we, uh, we had talked about, like, knowing him from... Um, um, Greatest American Greatest Hero. American Hero, where he's kind of the, you know, he's like the nerdy teacher that finds the suit and everything. You don't think of him as being, like, kind of jacked, but he is. <laughs> so when he, like, first comes out, like, he has a really broad back mm-hmm. that I was kind of not expecting. And he's, like, yeah. not in his shirt the first time you see him. And I was like, damn, dude. <laughs> yeah, he looks he's good. He's not in a shirt for most of it. <laughs> hey, hey, he has that chainmail knit tank top on. You're right. <laughs> like, I mean... You can still see nipples, but if like... He's going to be running around like that for the whole show. At least it is an attractive thing to be looking at. Mm-hmm. With his fluffy blonde hair. And he he even moves pretty well. I didn't realize... So he does have like a theater background and mm-hmm. stuff. He grew up um, doing like summer stock and shit. But um, when he actually gets to dance and stuff, I was kind of like... He's not bad. You're yeah. not bad. Yeah. I mean, you're next to Ben Vereen and everybody, anybody's going to yeah. be overshadowed by that. But, like, you do all right. Yeah, he does all right. He's moving on the beat. He's not... <laughs> well, honestly, he's not getting... That's really all he needs to do. <laughs> he's not getting the the minutia of what Fosse was trying to do. Because you can look... He's also not right doing right Cheetah Rivera, Rivera kicks or anything. No. Right. Yeah. But you can look right next to him and see Ben Vereen doing the moves and doing them crisp and clean and going... Okay, see, you're you're doing good. You're like eighty five percent of the way there. Yeah. So, but you also said at the beginning that you were surprised that William Cat was cast. Right? Well, well, I mean, just because Bob Fosse cast it. Right. Yeah. And so there's a part of me that just putting my brain in, in my brain together that it 
there was a point when William Catt stood in a room with Bob Fosse, and Bob Fosse directed him on how to play Pippin. And that just is weird to me. <laughs> like, those don't go together in my head, yeah. but it apparently happened because yeah. <laughs> Fosse rehearsed him. And, I mean, he's not... I don't find his performance bad. He's not the greatest. It's not a good... It's not a good fit for his voice. Honestly, I think they scored it down a bit. Hmm. It's much more of a tenor role, and he's really straining to get the upper notes. Mm -hmm. um, if you listen to, like, John Rubenstein's um, original recording, or there's been a ton of revivals, and you hear, a, like, a true singer sing Corner mm -hmm. of the Sky, it's gorgeous. I bet, yeah. I mean, it's a lovely song. It is a, it's a very, very nice song. Well, and it's Stephen Schwartz. He wrote all. He wrote the music. This was his follow-up to Godspell. Godspell was kicking ass off Broadway, and that's why. And this was actually a show that he had written in college and workshopped in college, and was developing on his own. And because Godspell had done so well, people came sniffing around. And Fosse, as we know, did that thing where he got desperate to line up more work before Cabaret flopped. Right, right. He was convinced it was going to flop, so quick, let's get another job. And so he just said yes to Pippin. And and he had, and he contacted John Rubenstein because he almost cast him as the Michael York role in Cabaret, and he huh. really liked him. And so he called him out of the balloon and was like, hey, I'm going to be directing this show on Broadway, Pippin, and I want you for the lead. Yin? And uh, John Rubenstein was like, I yeah, sure. And then he sent him the script. <laughs> and then John Rubenstein came over. And what John, John Rubenstein literally was like, there's not a show here. <laughs> I mean, the music's, the music's good. Right. But there's literally no show here. And, like, everything that you take away from Pippin, that's Fosse putting that on that. It was... Take away all of that, and it's just a story about a very earnest young man looking for meaning in his life. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, that's all it was. <laughs> and so when John Rubenstein came over, like he's like, I said yes to this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so he sits down with Fosse, and they share a drink, and neither one of them says anything. <laughs> and Rubenstein's not wanting to, like, to his director, be like, this is a piece of shit. Right, right, right. Do? He's just like sitting there like, uh, until Fosse's like, so what do you think of it? I like the corner of the sky number. That's real lovely. Until finally Rubenstein said, I wrote it, wrote this down. He goes, I'm not crazy about it. And Fosse replied, yeah, neither am I. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, okay. Okay, that? good. We're on the same page now. How do we fix this? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They started. That's picking, really cool. They started picking it apart. And Schwartz was very was in, at the beginning very open to, sure, let's let's reinterpret it, let's blah blah blah. Until yeah. eventually, as he always does, Fosse found the person who would be his enemy. <laughs> Gotta for, be at least one. Yep, he needs an enemy, somebody to blame, somebody to fight against, which becomes useful for him because then the cast is on his side when there's any sort of tension. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they're all on my side and they're doing what I want. Um, and eventually I, Schwartz was just like, you're definitely ruining my show. Yeah. <laughs> and this is going to be important because when we watch all that jazz, mm -hmm. 
everything we're, we're that <laughs> everything that we have watched and everything that we have talked about is in all that jazz. Yeah, yeah. And there is a scene in all that jazz where the composer is just like, "This is not what I meant." <laughs> I, I wrote a beautiful little story and you're making it dark and weird. What the shit? <laughs> <laughs> what the She's shit like, are you yeah, doing? Yeah, but also I'm Bob Fosse. It's like, you said yes to me directing it. What did you think was going to yeah. happen? Yeah, I like wanted you to make point. it a hit. I do that by making people sad. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I do. But weirdly turned on. Yeah. <laughs> like, why is it sexy when they t- put their <laughs> toes in and their little their shoulders As back? As said and they last sort of week, sexy in quotes. <laughs> <laughs> Quotation marks. Um, okay, so... Uh, so we get Corner of the Sky. Corner of the Sky, which is just a solo, except if you watch what the chorus is doing behind, Fosse's already setting the milieu he's going to use, which is that the chorus is creepy as fuck. Yep. They're creepy and horny. (laughs) And they're they're sort of disconnected and they can't be bothered to actually... So they've got really flat affect faces. Mm -hmm. They move really slowly. Anytime they're supposed to be applauding, they applaud very slowly. It's like... Yeah. The sarcastic slow clap. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And... When when it's supposed to be a hip hip hooray moment, they're like, Yay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, Mike, do they say do da? Uh, I couldn't. I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> <laughs> no, nope, I believe. And this is where we're gonna insert I, I, that clip. Yeah. I think you're the asshole. <laughs> or was it a dick? I think I think dickhead. it's a dickhead, right? Yeah, it's a dickhead. Yeah. I think you're a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Mike. I'm a dickhead. You're not the first. You're a doodah dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> doodah. Okay, so Corner of the Sky, and then War is a Science. Uh, is that next? I get, yeah. Because his dad doesn't like, he's like, I want to talk oh, to your dad yeah. about the fact that my life has no meaning and I want, I want meaning. And his dad's like, I'm busy, son. It's good to talk to you. And he's like, and then weird things. Like Lewis, the stepbrother, he's a great warrior, yes, but he's an idiot. Lewis um, rules. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the same. It's that scene, I think, where when they first introduce, when Ben Vereen first introduces Charlemagne. Yes. And he's like, and a giant in the bedroom, and he stops and like breaks the fourth wall and just be like, oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that's the first time we get that joke, and yeah. they do it a few times, and, and it's it great. Kills yeah. every time. Well, and it's the first time, like, well, you did get at the beginning when they were introducing the show, and it's like, and a grand finale, and the dude leaps out with the torch. Not yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, I don't mean just the, I don't mean the fourth wall breaking. I just mean like that exact thing where like somebody says something and they go, "Thank you." <laughs> yeah, it's a great bit, but I and I, but I love when the leading player is like, "You're doing it wrong." Anytime <laughs> oh, it's like, and that no, that, that gets good and escalates. So. Like Quite you're, a bit. you're doing it wrong. You said the line wrong. Yeah. You've missed your cue. No, that's not supposed to be what's happening now. But then also, as he comes out and he's like, "Oh, I like the way you said that." Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, or, or in this case, with Charlemagne responding. Right. Oh. <laughs> and then he later, when he's in the the, oh, yeah. the <laughs> throne room and the woman is announcing Charlemagne, uh, uh, Emperor Holy Roman Empire, and a giant in the bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> 
And a giant in the bed. <laughs> yeah. Mm, yeah. Uh, so, Pippin. Oh, and who else is in this show? Fucking Cheetah Rivera. <laughs> yes, I told you there was somebody she else. She rules. She's having a great oh, time. Man. She definitely is, and like so the ones my my one well. My big problem with this is that she's not; she doesn't have more to do. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Which, sure. like, it's the way. I mean, there's just not much. It's for that a, well, it's a sequential show. I mean, it is. There's no secondary plots or anything. Exactly. It is, it's a vignette show. Oh yeah. So I'm gonna go meet this person and have a moment. I'm gonna yeah. go meet this person mm-hmm. and have a moment, and then they will never come back on stage right. again. So she gets a few really, really great moments. Um, and one amazing yeah. number that she gets to do <laughs> almost by herself because um, she's with Lewis for mm-hmm. that. Right. But he's kind of in the background most well, of the time. He's, uh, he's her backup dancer. Yeah, okay, we'll get to that. Because uh, <laughs> I do like what they what they do with him at the beginning of that number. But anyway, um, yeah, yeah, Cheetah Rivera play uh, Fistrata. Fistrata. Um, which is Pippin's step, stepmother. Stepmother. Right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And she wants her son, Louis, to be king, so she just needs to get rid of Charlemagne and Pippin, mm-hmm. one way or the other. And she's just an ordinary housewife and mother, just like all you ordinary housewives and mothers out there. And that strut. <laughs> and then that strut. She's glorious. Love Does that. she come out in the... What is she wearing in the first scene? It's the same, it's the same dress. Is it the same thing with yeah. the, like, the stringy fringe? Yeah. A plus. Yeah, A plus, A plus with those legs. So, War is a Science, which is a number I love because I love the choreography that Fosse gives the chorus. And it's very vaudevillian, very... Okay, so is this the one where they're all sitting yeah. in the uh-huh. back? Okay. And they're doing all these weird janky, no, the weird janky poses, but mm-hmm. then they sit with their legs out and they're tapping their foot and slapping their hand. And all sorts of like syncopated, like percussive motion. And yeah. the, oh, and your favorite when they, their, their feet are heels together, toes out, and they reach down, they stand they up, stand reach up. up, reach down and grab their ankles, but yeah, are looking up at the audience. <laughs> And then their knees, which are akimbo out, mm-hmm. are bent, and they're bobbing up and down, so their butt's going up and down. Well, first they hold the pose up for a second, and you're like, because they've been kind of doing a bobbing thing as they've been sitting there, or some sort of like, you know, just like TikTok motion, basically, and you're like, are they going to? Yes, they do. And they immediately start like bobbing up and down, and you're just like, yes. <laughs> and Mike's just like, of course. Of course, Bob Fosse. Why the hell with, ah, uh, and the, um, and of course he brings in a soft shoe. So, uh, so he's starting to comment already that you know war is a science, but everything he's having them do is this sort of like um, tap dancing around it, and we're gonna it. It's something that we're all going to enjoy as an entertainment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, Pippin gets up to in, to like kind of interject with him, <laughs> and I love that moment. Um, and basically Charlemagne's like, shut up and sit down. Mm-hmm. And he got, war and everybody's serious business while they're having this, everybody's <laughs> in weird ass poses, just frozen. Um, there's the guy that he goes to sit back. Lewis. Yeah. Is it Lewis that he's, okay. Yeah. He sits back down next to Lewis who has this crazy <laughs> look on his face. 
um, and is in this like really awkward kind of pose where he's kind of bent 90 degrees um, and he's just holding this weird pose and then Pippin goes and sits in almost a sarcastic version of that pose <laughs> and I don't know how you make a pose sarcastic <laughs> but he actually does it really well <laughs> where he's just kind of mocking the pose that everybody else is doing and it's great. Yeah. War is a serious business. You're right. I'll take this pose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And Tommy Toon would lift that sitting legs akimbo tapping and heel toe tapping and hand slapping thing mm-hmm. when he choreographed a very good number in um, in Will Rogers' Follies. Uh, gosh, twenty years later. So, I'll put that in the show notes if I can if I can find a good video of of that number. Okay. Because it is, it is very much like, oh, that's the exact same riffing. Right. With with moving down the line and 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 uh, yeah, so um, but of course Fosse was ripping off other things too, follies and and uh, burlesques and. Everything and Fosse himself. Yeah. yeah, and like, yeah. How many how many different moves did we see? We're like, that looks like this from that. That right. looks like uh, this from that. Yeah. He, the biography described him as a collage artist, mm-hmm. and of course, his greatest fear was that he wasn't original. Yeah. Bob Fosse didn't think he was original. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, this all, all this before. Right? Oh my god. Um, is it the Glory or is it. I can't remember. Glory's next. Yeah, that's definitely what Well, no, I know Glory's next. I just can't remember which one was the one where they like. I don't remember if it's Glory, if it's the orgy number. where I think it's the orgy number. That yeah. was the one that was very, very familiar to yeah. us. Yeah. Oh. Maybe. Where we were literally like, oh yeah, that's the rich man's fruit. Uh, yeah, that's like yeah, the, that's the orgy number. Okay. Yeah, that's the orgy yeah. number. Where you were like, "Is this going to be like the rich man's fruit?" Yes, it is. It busts into similar music, and, and they start a lot of the same moves, and they're doing and the head yeah. bobs. Yeah. Um, yeah, but first we anyway, get glory, first we which get glory. is a sequence I it's love. Wild. This is a moment where I was like, "What the fuck are we watching?" Um, it's the battle. It's a fever scene, dream, and. The leading player is out there and he's singing this anthem to glory and with these these really heavy percussive beats and he's doing these hip thrusts with it and then it goes for the first verse. Thrusting. So Those pants are working for him. <laughs> uh, yeah. Those pants are working for Wendy. <laughs> uh, yeah. They made everything look good, guys. <laughs> it is very important to present your package well. Nicely done. Um, <laughs> So, uh, so the first verse is singing about blood, and blood is warmer than wine, and he's and he's doing this sort of like slinky and sort of grindy little hip thing, and you're just like, this is odd. Yeah. But this, I'm a little uncomfortable. Something strange here. With the way you're presenting this idea, 
And then the next verse is about steel, which is sharper than sight. And that's when the chorus comes out this behind. Part, this part rules. Yeah, yeah. And they've all got spears, and they're coming out. And while they're walking out, they're doing little <laughs> hip hip thrusts. <laughs> yeah. Little t- tiny. I the definitely tiniest. was not just doing that. <laughs> <laughs> you were totally just doing those in your chair. And they're the tiniest little, little hip thrusts while they're walking out with these poles in a classic Fosse smudge, but the best part is the dead guy (laughs) draped over one of the spears and he's doing little hip thrusts too (laughs) while he's sort of dangling walking. Dead on a spear. Uh, It's hilarious. And then the whole chorus joins in with this this syncopated like like groovy thrusting thing that I'm (laughs) really fascinated by. That's really what we're all here for. It's gonna be. We're changing the name of our podcast, you guys. We're now gonna be called Groovy Thru- Groovy Thrusting. Raspberry. <laughs> groovy Thrusting, or you know the Fosse Apocalypse. Same thing. I say one could work as a subtitle. Yeah. For the other. Groovy Thrusting, and then the number just escalates into yet another orgy. We haven't gotten to the second orgy, but this is our first orgy of just them. Just reveling in the massacre that is happening, the 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 way the chorus is moving and singing about it, and then it gets into this weird. They're all singing into microphones like it's a radio show, and there's a voiceover like an announcer doing a play by play. This is the part that's cool, but was also like, what? And yeah, then, like, like as if it wasn't already off the rails. I feel like that was the part. Where for a second, like, I thought they were going into like, like a weirder turn. I thought they were going to go into like an Andrew's Sisters type uh-huh. number or yeah. something. And I was like, "What is happening?" Because there's there's gathered around little microphones, old timey. They're the old timey radio microphones. Yeah, um, and then, like where like the uh, the like the radio station would be listed above it, just as just as yeah. they are. Yeah. Yes, nice. It's nice subtle. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> right? And then the... Subtle is this musical strong suit. The very famous Manson trio happens while people are being murdered upstage in, in dark red lights. Uh, the Manson trio is a very famous piece of Fosse choreography. And true fact, Pippin wasn't selling that great. So they decided... To um, they decided to put a commercial on TV. I read about this, and it's the first time a Broadway show ever had a television commercial, and the commercial was the Manson Trio. That's all it was was just those three doing that dance, and then at the end it said, "You can see the other two hours commercial free. (laughs) (laughs) Buy your ticket now for Pippin." Um, Did it work? Yeah, it did. It was very effective. It's kind of weird watching it because it made me think of um, much more recently, like within the last year, of uh, like the Childish Gambino, This Is America, Mm -hmm. where he's like doing all the dancing and stuff as like people are getting murdered behind him and everything. Like, it's kind of interesting to like think about that while that while you're watching that Mm -hmm. scene because it's like kind of almost the exact same thing. There's Mm -hmm. definitely some overlap (laughs) there. And so what did you guys think of that choreography? Uh, what we could see of it yeah. was... I was going to say, I mean, having... Curse know, knowing you, David what I, Yeah, knowing what I know, having seen the rest of, you know, leading up to this, like, 
I wish that I could have seen all of it happening at once, but not overlaid on top of, mm. of each other. Like, Well, and it also, so it will be the three of them dancing, and then it won't just be an overlay. It will cut straight to the other one, so you're missing them dancing. And then when you, it goes back to them, the second image that they've cut to is now overlaid on top of them dancing. And it's just it's messy, awkward yeah. and messy and ugly. And I'm really mad that we didn't get to see more of what Ben Vereen and the other two are doing because it's what we can see is fucking great. Yeah, it's incredible. It's all your fossy things. Yes, yeah. the turned in toes and um, knees, and then the hips are forward, but the shoulders and and elbows are back. The the hands are jazzed, but they are broken at the wrist and pointing down. And there's this herky jerky marionette quality and stiff leggedness that he mm-hmm. gets in there too. Yeah, there's there's a lot there. He was it's so interesting. He he's becoming such a minimalist of like, mm, we're just going to have you do one this one little tiny thing. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to have you make this little movement with your wrist and your pelvis. And that'll be enough. <laughs> and you're it's like always a body part plus pelvis. <laughs> <laughs> you're right, Fossey. That was enough. We've covered one orgy. And I promise we will discuss yet another orgy in our next episode in two weeks' time as we continue our discussion of Pippin here on A Real Education, The Musical. Break review, subscribe. Break review, subscribe. Break review, subscribe. We hope you enjoyed our film fixation. We'll see you next time on A Real Education. And but you can't just buy a popsicle or like <laughs> so I bought yeah, like H-E-B a, is not just individual. Yeah, yeah. I bought like a dozen uh I think there's ten in the box or something. I, I bought can them. Help you with that. And I was like, yeah. I need I need Wendy and Jenny to help me with these because otherwise they're gonna go home with me and that doesn't need to happen. <laughs> or I'm gonna eat all ten of them just right here. <laughs> that could happen too. I my there's my appetite right now. Because I did not eat enough last week, so my my body's like, why don't you just keep eating? Yeah. <laughs> Everything in sight. All of it. Yeah. And I'm like, I just, I spent today eating an entire package of King's Hawaiian Rolls. <laughs> Fuck oh yeah. God. I just was like, how about another one? How about another one? Uh, and then my tummy started hurting because I was dumb. <laughs> uh, I was telling him I had, I had, um. I met up with, you know, Brittany Wolf from Fantastic uh, Press? I met up with her last night and we were talking about like mental health and um, uh, eating with <laughs> mental health problems. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, you know, I can't remember what garbage thing she said she would, she would just sit and eat. But I was like, oh, yeah. You mean how like a week ago I just went to Aldi and bought like the biggest thing of chocolate donuts? Shit, I normally would never eat and just sat in my car and <laughs> ate all of them. And she was like, 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yep, pretty much like that. A oh, cover is not the book, so open it up and take it. Oh, what we do every time we, we do those moments of silence is just make fart sounds with my mouth. <laughs> I'm just saying all evening, I've just been seven. making farts. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to get them all out at home because it seemed rude to bring them over here. I mean, <laughs> I hear you. I mean, yes. Uh, yesterday, I went to um, Whole Foods shopping for Instacart, and they had. Um, I was really hungry, and they had a. Uh, this is like the most basic white girl thing. They had a kale Brussels sprout, oh, sha- shaved Brussels sprout, and shaved Parmesan salad, and. Oh, with like a uh, lemon tahini uh, okay, dressing. Okay, that sounds really good. Right? Yeah. I like saw that. I was like, I'm, I'm such a white girl right now, but this looks so good. And it was delicious. But also, whew, had those kale farts all afternoon. <laughs> For days, yeah. And then I was meeting up with, like I said, I was meeting up with Brittany and I was like, this is going to be bad if I have to go be social like this. <laughs> it's important to have friends that you can just fart with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for those evenings when that happens. All right. Uh, Good thing we sat outside. <laughs> <laughs> not yeah, like an t- enclosed space. Yeah. <laughs> might have not been quiet ones. I'm just saying. They're well, hopefully very we'll catch ye- one on. <laughs> on <laughs> They're very yeasty. Okay? <laughs> the whole tray of, yeah, King's Hawaiian. <laughs> They're very surprised. tuneful. <laughs> <laughs> ah.